2: Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It must be special because
0: that went like just so wow, well. And so did that.
2: <laughs> I'm Zancy Weber. The first person who spoke was... Miranda Selwood. And the second one... Jesus. No. Or, uh, close.
1: Julie. Julie. It's, I knew it started with a J. And
2: this is our... Anniversary episode. So we're taking a break away from happy doing.
0: Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to. Oh, oh no.
1: No, the rights for that song are very oh, no, expensive. No, no, no. They're
2: right now. <gasps> yeah. Happy birthday to <laughs> us. Happy
1: birthday to us. Happy <laughs> birthday, birthday
0: dear, dear
2: telling me everything I know. Happy,
0: happy birthday, birthday to us. us. And That's right, we've been around for a
2: year, a year tomorrow technically, but we recorded our first episode well before we we uh, dropped the first episode. Hey! So, Sorry. So we thought that we would take a week away from our regular schedule to tell you about some underappreciated musicals that ran for less than 50 I guess, performances? Are we saying performances or days?
0: 50 performances. Performances. 50 performances
2: on Broadway because we've done. The
0: theory is.
2: 50. Yeah. It'll be our 50th episode. We've done it, just done our 50th episode. So we're comparing ourselves to other things. We've
0: officially done better than all these shows. Yeah. We have more performances than. But. Let's pick one. uh, Merrily we roll along. We've
2: made potentially we
0: still less money.
2: Oh um, uh, no, 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 no! <laughs> Most I of have... these
0: have lost thousands and okay, millions well then, of dollars. Yeah. We're winning. One if of, we don't one... <laughs> count time, we're good.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we we are not six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, yet I. But maybe one day, <laughs> one day we can gonna to such debt. So I. So what we've done is we've we've both we've, we've all we've all brought. Two, two musicals that ran less than fifty performances on Broadway. Uh, none of us got too clever. Like I was wondering, like if we could do any like never made it to Broadway, just were off Broadway. But no, no, no. I I stuck to Broadway, no. and hopefully, names that you'll know.
1: I might have one that never made it to Broadway.
2: <gasps> Julie, the one yeah. we never suspected would betray us. <laughs>
0: Cause she couldn't Google that well. Like <laughs> geez.
2: Well, who wants to go first?
0: Oh, I don't mind going first.
2: All right. The, <laughs> usually that would you would then proceed to, to speak. Talk.
0: To indeed go first. Yes. Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, so I actually really like the story of Bonnie and Clyde. And I really like a lot of the music in the show. Oh, it's so good. But poor Wildhorn. He can't
2: catch a break.
0: No. So, um, most famous for Jekyll and Hyde, uh, our Frank Wildhorn is. And it's not. A massively successful show because it's always had these sort of problems with various productions and a music as well. <clears throat> um, Whoopsies. But all his other shows, be they better or worse than Jekyll and Hyde, have all performed
2: quite poorly. Quite
0: poorly. Um, so <laughs> if you go through the list of shows that have been on Broadway for less than 50 performances, there's quite a Strong representation from the Wildhorn uh, group there. So Bonnie and Clyde is what I want to talk about. Um, this is a great story, and these characters are great, and and the period is really good for design, and you know yeah. that jazz music and stuff. So a true story musical. Well, sort of. I mean, Bonnie and Clyde are a. Uh, Mythologized, yeah. a little bit. So maybe it I was think, a truth one time. <laughs> I don't think
1: anyone would see the musical if they did the real body.
0: No. Uh, so music by Frank Wildhorn, lyrics by Don Black, and book by Ivan Menchel. Who the name Don Black? Based on the lives of Bonnie and Clyde. <gasps> the titular, Ooh, yes. Oh, Bonnie the titular body. So, is it a day if
1: you don't say titular? Honestly.
0: <laughs> No. No, it's not. Uh the world premiere took place in California in 2009. Uh they also did a brief run in Out of Town in also in uh oh no, it was in Florida in 2010. And then opened on Broadway in 2011 for a massive. <gasps> Anyone want to guess?
2: It was a 33 number, previews. Number
0: yeah. And then how many performances?
2: 14
0: or 20? I'm going to go 28. It's better than both of you think. 30 something. 36. (laughs) All right. 36 performances. So what is that? Eight shows a week?
2: I think, well, that's like four weeks. Just over four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a month-ish. I mean, that's still unfortunate.
0: It is. It is pretty unfortunate. Um, it opened to mixed to negative reviews. Mixed <laughs> to negative? Mixed to negative. What a
1: sliding scale.
0: Yeah. So the uh, previous iterations in 2009 and t- 2010, it was late 2010 and then yeah, it took yeah. almost a whole nother year to get it out onto Broadway, um, were somewhat positive but the show had issues that needed to be worked through and that's the classic Wildhorn all of his shows seem to suffer from this same thing of great ideas and a lot of amazing music but just getting it all to gel together doesn't seem to
2: happen and I wonder if it's whether that is like Wildhorn's creativeness being an issue or just his ability to work with different, like, book writers and directors. And-
0: well, this um, Black and Wildhorn had previously collaborated on Dracula the Musical, mm. <laughs> uh, mm. which... I don't know, isn't on any of the longest running lists, is it? No. No. Uh, It did have a
2: rather long run in Germany, though. Sounds about
0: right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wildhorn got in touch with Black about the possibility of writing a song cycle based on Bonnie and Clyde. So I think this is where Wildhorn generally goes askew. He wants to write sung-through shows, but he ends up writing songs with a book and... He ends up with too much musical we, material that doesn't yeah. tell the story or something. Do I we don't think he is. He
1: is like stars in his eyes for Sondheim, thinks the world of him, and is just given a red hot go to be his idol but can't do it.
0: Well, Sondheim does
2: a. No. 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 I think he, Wildhorn, I, I put Wildhorn more in the Lloyd Webber uh, camp. It's
1: plain rubbish. No,
2: I'm I am really like Wild Horn, but more in the sense that he like he writes great songs, and then oh, does he ever? And then the shows around them just kind of are a bit lacklustre. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, they tend to just not um, be well connected together. Um, that said, I've seen Bonnie and Clyde live, uh, a local production on the Gold Coast, and it works pretty well. There are a couple of odd moments in it and if you listen to the soundtrack you listen to through the soundtrack the first couple of songs are quite sort of lively and vibrant and then it hits this mood and it just stays there for the Mm. rest of the show um that's less obvious when you see it with the book and the scene work in between but um a few of the numbers if we just want to chat through basically if you don't know the story of Bonnie and Clyde Bonnie and Clyde uh uh, Clyde is a a bank robber and Bonnie is a nobody in a little town who wants to be a movie star she, and um, they end up falling in love and having a very sort of fast and violent relationship uh, they become bank robbers it all goes wrong and they get shot and die that's a happy story for everybody. Uh, Some of the (laughs) better songs in the show, uh, This World Will Remember Me, which is a duet with... with The two of them, but they're not singing to or with each other. They're singing separately at the same time. Um, How about a dance? Bonnie's number that recurs quite a bit. Such
2: great songs. Love it.
0: Uh, There's a great song for Clyde toward the end of the first act, which then reappears a lot of the second actor's reprise uh, called Raise a Little Hell. And uh, that's followed by The World Will Remember Us. Which is another version of that previous song. Uh, there's also a couple of gospel numbers randomly scattered in here um, that are given to the preacher character, who seems to have no purpose other than to sing gospel numbers. But it's good music, so um, I recommend getting the soundtrack. Uh, Laura Osnes and Jeremy Jordan yeah. are big names on the on the soundtrack, and Jeremy Jordan just sings the crap out yep. of that. Yeah. That score. He Wild really does. Wildhorn writes
2: good songs for tenors. Laura's
0: oh one of my faves. Oh, my God. Um, it was nominated for Best Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical for Laura Osnes, and it was nominated for Best Original Score. Um, and Original Score, in this sense, was um, credited to Frank Wildhorn and Don Black. Together, which I thought was a bit interesting. Uh, also nominated for a few Drama Desk's, including Outstanding Musical, Music and Lyrics, but no wins for Bonnie Klein. Mm. So there you go. Uh, Paul Wildhorn, it's another Wild Wildhorn story.
2: But I like the show still. Like I've I've listened to it, I've read through it, I like it. So I like to have so a sing along. I, it's, I, it's a good yeah.
1: sing along soundtrack. I like to have a sing along to the one song I know. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, well, I'll go next. I I wanted to aim high and find the, you know, the best, the best musical <laughs> that had the shortest run, and I landed on Anyone Can Whistle.
1: Can they though? <laughs> some people Can can't. They? Some people can't.
2: Now, this was written by Sondheim and it ran for a total number of Broadway performances. Do we want to guess?
0: Yeah. I've oh. got it
2: written down so I know. Okay.
1: I'll guess if I'm the only one that doesn't know. Um it's under fifty. I know 50. that much. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Forty nine.
2: <laughs> one of those numbers is right. Nine oh. performances. <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> Didn't even hit no. double digits Didn't even hit double digits There were three numbers in there
2: So <laughs>
0: Yeah um, You you forget Sondheim has work that wasn't well received It's a good show It wasn't well received yeah. Merrily we roll along same Merrily band. is
2: the other one And Merrily ran for Wait, a little bit more
0: Do we know how many? Do you know how many Merida? I don't have that one written
1: down, oh, I but it's under 50.
0: Then.
2: It is under 50. I, th- I, I have think a it's...
0: feeling it's also single digits somewhere. Uh, no, I think, I
2: think Merrily was 20-something.
0: Okay. Mm. But I, right.
2: I don't hold me to that. Listeners, so, let us know. Uh, Anyone Can Whistle has a book by Arthur Lawrence and music and lyrics by Sondheim. Now, the story's about- a great
0: pair. I don't understand.
2: Right? Oh, I... The story concerns uh, a corrupt mayoress. Uh, an idealistic nurse, a man who may be a doctor, and various officials, patients and townspeople all fighting to save a bankrupt town.
0: Uh, now I know why
2: I didn't do well. <laughs> now this musical was Angela Lansbury's first musical role.
1: Shut the front door. As
2: the mayoress. Good
1: one, Mum. Yeah. Good one.
2: So she was keen to work with Lawrence and Sondheim and she accepted the lead role of Maris Cora Hoover Hooper. That's a Cora mouthful. Hoover.
0: <laughs> Cora <laughs> Hoover Hooper. Did they make that name up? Is that a real name? Or what? No, I
2: think they made it up.
0: But how fun is it to say?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but she did have kind of misgivings about the script and her ability to handle the score because it's on time. so they they approached. Barbara Streisand for the role of Faye, nurse Faye Apple, mm-hmm. but she turned it down to go star in Funny Girl. Probably oh, good choice. Good good a good choice. choice. Yep. Yeah. It was a good choice. Like in retrospect, she was on it.
1: You know when you make a good choice but you don't know until years <laughs> later? <laughs> she, she did it.
2: So following uh, the rehearsals in New York City, they opened in Philadelphia from March 2 to 21. So just over two weeks. Which year, sorry? It's 64. 64. So the same year that it opened on Broadway. Uh, And Lawrence ignored the criticism because it did get criticism on the Out of of Town showing. Um,
0: Is that not the purpose of the Out of Town?
2: Yeah. Well, he did restage it, but apparently the problem wasn't the staging so much as the rest of the show, the absurdist style and the message being quite trite. Um, is is what the the problem seemed to be. So I have a quote. I have a quote from Howard Taubman uh, from the New York Times review that he wrote. Um, Lawrence's book lacks the fantasy that would make the idea work and his staging has not improved matters. Mr Sondheim has written several pleasing songs, but not enough of them to give the musical wings. The performers yell rather than talk and run rather than walk. The dancing is the cream.
0: The dancing is the cream. Dancing's
2: the cream, Miranda. Of it's the, the cream. that's where the quid ends. Cream. Just cream. That's just where the quid ends.
0: Yep. Dutch cream. Right, Nothing else. Great.
2: So, Sondheim. Anyone can whistle. Nine performances on Broadway. That's 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 we move I,
0: I see an obvious flaw in the title. <laughs> in that it doesn't tell me anything about the show. If I Heard, okay, the title is Anyone Can Whistle. What's that about? I'm thinking it's probably like got some down on their luck orphans, mm. and uh, it's probably about, you know, teaching them to be happy. It's probably like
2: a coal miner or something. I or think something,
1: it's like yeah. An actress that is like required to sing for a role but can't,
2: so has like Shut a stand up, in Julie. whistle.
0: <laughs> Shut up, you weren't there. Or
2: <laughs> well, something to do with a train.
0: Yeah, maybe a train yeah. musical. None of that says to me, you know, political drama.
2: But it did give us Angela Lansbury.
0: I think we would have got her anyway.
2: Okay. Well, we got her anyway. Well, I think this would have led directly to Sweeney Todd as Mrs. Lovett sometime coming back. Julie?
1: Yeah. Do you have one? I do. So I have one that never made it to Broadway.
2: Oh. I feel like that's cheating. Uh, no, I considered cheating, so not I let Julie it. Because
1: I, well, they have someone in it that I would consider a star vehicle, but okay. many people will not enjoy. Um, so, uh, my musical is called Lucky Guy.
2: I've heard of this one. Yes, yeah, so I have not.
1: This is a 2011 off-Broadway musical about a budding songwriter's misadventure in Nashville. It starred Kyle Dean Massey, so he was in Pippin and Nashville. And who I consider a star vehicle, Leslie Jordan, who is in Will and Grace and American Horror Story. So. Ah, uh,
2: yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah,
1: in Will and Grace, he plays Beverly Leslie. Beverly Leslie.
2: He's the little white haired guy.
1: Miranda's face is. Stella. But the bells
2: aren't ringing. I'm, I'm going to take a photo of
1: it and post it on Facebook. He's very I'm sure I'll recognise it. Yeah. Yep. So um, it was slated to run for two months. The production closed after 10 days. So they did a – in terms of um, non-preview performances, they did 14. That's it. In 10 days.
2: Oh.
1: Um, so this is what for me would ring maybe a little bell because I haven't heard of the person that – um. Did the music, lyrics, and book, mm. but he wrote the music, the lyrics, and the book. All of it. Willard Beckham. Yeah, ding ding ding. What? Um, but a little bit about it. Lucky Guy is a musical comedy written and directed by. Oh no, it's actually directed by him as well.
0: I can Willard I think Beckham I can see where this. Was I, right. think I found
1: a. Look, was, a it, you guys. was it? Was it?
2: Backed by his mum. Probably,
1: yeah. Oh, the piece tells us the story of Billy Ray Jackson, a young musician from Oklahoma who wins a songwriting contest and is invited to Nashville to record his song.
2: Now, I don't know much about the writer, director, composer. I think he might be from Oklahoma, though. Let's call him
1: the creative team. (laughs) Um, You you would probably not, wrong. Um, he so he goes to Nashville to record his song. He becomes the target of a used
0: sorry <laughs> <Of> a used <laughs> Where is what? That
1: going? He becomes the target of a used car dealer, Big Al Wright, and the fading star Miss. <laughs> okay, I see why this flopped, but I still want to see it, uh, Janine Janini. <laughs>
0: What? <laughs> okay, the, the problem here is when you are the writer of all of the things and the director, yeah. there's no one, no one to tell you no. <laughs> there's no one to say to you, that doesn't make sense. Apparently no one
2: told Sondheim that Cora Hoover Hooper is a bit weird.
0: Well, that he didn't do that on his own. <laughs> That's no. true.
2: He didn't do that on his own. There Jeannie, are other people you can blame The
1: queen of country music. So... She wants to steal Billy Ray's. Oh, sorry. They Big Al Wright and Janine mm-hmm. want to steal Billy Ray's song and use it to revitalise Janine's career, Janie's career. Who even cares? To be honest. Um, the yeah show premiered on uh, May nineteenth, twenty eleven, off Broadway, um, and yeah it closed July twenty fourth, off Broadway as well, after just ten whole daisies. Um, I'm just seeing if there's any other big names in there, and uh, guess what, guys? There isn't? Not even one.
0: Wow. Mm.
1: But let me see if I've got a little snippet here of what the critics said. If I can find it... (laughs) Probably already lost it. The suspense is killing me. (laughs) Isn't it just... Mm. Oh, wait, no, I have a quote from the creative team. (laughs)
0: The one-man creative team
1: Yeah What sort of exposure to musical theatre did a kid in Oklahoma get? Beckham explained Oh, guess what, guys? He's from Oklahoma Shocker When I was a boy growing up in the small town of Hominy I listened exclusively to opera and Broadway recordings at home But never country Country was what was being played on all the jukeboxes in every cafe or diner and almost every radio station back then. You couldn't get away from it. It was not until I started writing and lived here in New York City that I came to appreciate country and, just, and now just love it. It was, I guess you could say, an acquired taste for me. Thank goodness for changing taste buds. Well, actually, buddy, I don't know if you should be saying thank goodness for (laughs) changing taste buds because your show only ran for like 10 days.
2: Oh, bless. But at least, you know, it opened.
1: But it opened, and kudos on him. He got like, he got Kyle, um, Kyle Dean Massey, and Leslie Jordan. Yeah. Who both have very successful careers to be in his show. So, doing better than I am.
2: Very true.
1: Yeah. And ouch. And yeah.
2: <laughs> Miranda, which, what was your second pick?
0: Okay, my second one is also a uh, star vehicle big name show. Uh, unfortunately, the two star vehicle big names didn't carry it. Have you heard of the show Bye Bye Birdie? I have. Well, did you know it has a sequel?
2: I what? did.
0: <laughs> it's called... Bring back Birdie. Unfortunate.
2: Is um, it? Is it? Is it a story sequel or is it a? It's
0: a story sequel. Is it a
2: musical about staging the musical? Nope. Oh. It's the
0: story sequel. <laughs> uh, the. <laughs> Bring Back Birdie is a musical with a book by Michael Stewart, lyrics by Lee Adams, and music by Charles Strauss. It is the sequel to Bye Bye Birdie. It focuses on a scheme for rock and roller Conrad Birdie who disappeared after being discharged from the US Army 20 years ago. (laughs) So it is set 20 years after the original uh, to make a comeback at a Grammy Awards broadcast. The musical ran on Broadway in 1981. After oh, I don't even have the number of previews here, but can we guess the number of performances? Can I just point out before we go though that Donald O'Connor and Cheetah Rivera were the leads in this show? say thirty-seven.
2: Lower.
0: Um,
1: Okay, I will say twenty-two. Lower
2: seven.
0: Lower. One. three, Four. I was so close. Four performances. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so the show. Oh, cheetah. cheater. What is great about it, though, is the original cast album is a thing.
2: <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad they recorded it before it <laughs> the, opened. They <laughs> recorded
1: it. The glee on Miranda's face right now is delightful.
0: <laughs> I feel like I have to go and listen to it now. I haven't prior to this, but. I will. Uh so it begins with a storyteller who um basically recaps what happens in Bye Bye Birdie <laughs> in a kind of romantic way. Um <laughs> and talks about um Albert and Rose end up together and Conrad vanishes. Uh the mother, you know busybody mother is uh banished away. Albert and uh Rose are married and uh Albert becomes an English teacher and they live happily ever after. This is scripted. Ominous chord. Till <laughs> now.
2: Bom, bom, um, bom. Bom.
0: <laughs> uh so Albert and Rose are burgled in their <laughs> office. Their <laughs> offices burgled. This is how it starts. Um somebody who's looking for a, a contract or something to Find Conrad Birdie, who disappeared 18 years ago, and Albert has been offered $20,000 if he can find Conrad and get him to perform on the Grammy Awards. That is the concept of this show. So it's getting to the Greek,
2: but awful. it sounds it sounds ill conceived and there's
0: there's like this look look up the whole ridiculous plot on well, we'll on wikipedia it. um but basically in the end conrad does the show rose and albert sing a reprise of the opening number called 20 happy years at the end which is followed by um Rosie, which is the same song that brought down the curtain twenty years ago on Bye Bye Birdie, sounds unnecessary. Yep, yes, it does. Aww. This whole thing sounds pretty unnecessary. Um, some of the great songs that you would definitely not know from this show: uh, <laughs> Twenty Happy Years, Moving Out, Half of a Couple. I like. I feel like that. I know. Bring moving Back out. Birdie. I don't. I don't know. It, look, is it? Stolen from Bye Bye Birdie? I don't know. I don't
2: know.
1: Every time you guys um, are saying Bye Bye Birdie, my head is playing a brand Bye new, Bye Baby.
0: The middle age blues. Doesn't that <laughs> sound fun? Um, that's in there twice. Great. Right. Uh, when will grown-ups grow up? Well, I'm not. Showgirls back in business? Mm, sounds great. Um, apparently it wasn't great at all. So there you go But yeah, Donald O'Connor playing Albert And Cheetah Rivera playing Rose And um, various other people In the show Playing various other people Cheetah Rivera was nominated for a Tony Award For Best Actress in a Musical Can I point out four performances Still nominated for a Tony
2: I think you only have to open To be eligible Just get
0: one show on, done One person has to see it from Um, the committee Apparently she didn't win because that's not listed. Uh, She was also nominated for Outstanding Actress in a Musical at the Drama Desks, but also not another win. The New York Times review uh, by Frank Rich wrote that the musical was depressing and tired. Yay, what a good review. It kind of sounds that way. But praised Cheetah Rivera as being far more effective then what? I'm not sure. And noting that the score had a few sprightly melodies. There you go. Did he mean affective? Effect, effective. Mm. Well, praising Chita Rivera. Mm. Far more effective than the rest of the show? Than, than the original? I don't know. Dry sponge? I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> far more effective.
2: All right. I have one that I actually like. I really like this musical. I saw it on Broadway.
1: Hold a minute.
2: All right, <laughs> and it closed early because of financial issues, not because of criticism. Uh, the basically the the backers underestimated the amount of money it cost to keep a show on Broadway, and they just couldn't sustain it in time for it to kind of build any momentum.
1: Rookie mistake. In my head, all backers are old ladies. I love producer style, well, just so you're bit, all this aware. particular backer
2: is quoted, and his name is Eric L. Gold.
0: Sounds old,
2: yeah, so
0: <laughs> just because his name is L Gold, I've now pictured him wearing like massive amounts of like some sort of like a some sort of Mediterranean breezy guy with all these gold rings and so I see the it. musical. I see is
2: holler if you hear me.
0: holler if you hear me. So
2: it's, it's, it's not how it goes. Basically, it's an original story uh, built around the uh, the lyrics of Tupac. So,
1: <laughs> oh my God. sorry, did not expect that. Okay,
2: yep. I know, I'm I know. This is not a Zane kind of musical, but it was a really good musical. Uh, the story was not. Very creative, but the music was really good. Um, <laughs> and the and honestly, the performances by all of a relatively unknown cast were really good as well. Good. Um, and to
0: be clear, it's not Tupac songs. No. It's just Tupac lyrics with new music.
2: There are moments when there is rap in there, uh, but it is mostly Tupac's lyrics set to music. Uh, so, and it, it is... Uh, there were some great female characters in it as well, which also sing pack lyrics. So, unfortunately, but I have uh, a review. Oh, how many, how many performances do you think it went for?
1: Um, it, I... ran, it
2: ran date-wise over a month.
1: Okay. I think so it, it did the- 17 performances. Now it would be more than that a month. Doesn't mean they did a lot of performances in that
0: month. Yeah, it does. I don't know. 35-ish.
2: Very close. 38. 38 performances.
0: Ish. I said ish.
2: <laughs> so I have a, a critic here. Holler if you hear me. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Marilyn Stasio is her name. So uh and she wrote this in variety. The true believers won't care about such pedestrian matters as the predictable book and the clumsy characterizations. Ooh. The music um, is terrific.
1: Great, because that wasn't glowing.
2: <laughs> but the performers are so overly watermeloned that the lyrics are almost unintelligible. I
1: have a question. Yes. What the heck does watermelon
2: Now I'm mean not in sure. this a, I, I'm not sure whether it's politically correct <laughs> or not. I don't think
1: it is, and I'm very upset about it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, that that she's saying I that they're performing th- it overly black or That's overly not urban. An
1: okay, thing to say, love.
2: Uh the other major drawback is that the story is told in. Todd Kreidler's book isn't the story we want to hear. It's not the life of Tupac Shakur. It's a generic tale of a thug named John who comes out of prison determined to go straight only to be drawn back into the violent gang culture of the neighbourhood by friends who demand his undying loyalty to the clan philosophy of life as war.
1: She's probably not that wrong there, though.
2: Yeah, the story again this you've seen the story before but the music like she said was amazing and I disagree with her on the characterizations. I think that they were very interesting, interesting to watch. Hmm. And it's and this is kind of this is a kind of musical we haven't heard before. Like we've got we've got rap musicals where they're actually rapping but taking taking the rap lyrics and putting them in a new context mm. um, while still being very culturally revel- relevant to what the what the original work was about, something we haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this so was,
0: I, um, uh post in the Heights pre-Hamilton. Correct. So yeah. there may have been a little bit of, oh, there's a, a cool and interesting bandwagon we can jump on.
2: Mm-hmm. That might have been it. Didn't? Didn't. Now, there mm. was a cast album recorded but never released. <laughs> what? There are, there are four. It's so a oh, waste
1: it. of time.
0: Does it not seem like a waste of time? Just there, put there it out f- on our, look, podcast it, guys. Well,
2: there are, there are four songs that were released on NPR as kind of like a preview to kind of get yeah, publicity yeah. Oh, going. But see. that's all that I've been able to find um, because but, they weren't selling um, the album when I anyway. was there. Otherwise, I would have bought it because I bought the shirt. But pin Wow what's, uh, uh, That's right. You, you are a
1: f- fan. We were so into
0: pins then.
2: I'm still into pins, so <laughs> <laughs> you got pins, send them to me.
1: Like Whoa. you're talking to a pin crowd right now, Moreno. <laughs> so <laughs> I love pins. Okay, well, that's three. That's three for three. We should
0: get pins.
2: <gasps> we should get pins.
1: We have pins. We have musicals taught me everything. I know pins. Badges, pins, potato, potato. Oh yeah, we know,
0: we do. Yeah. Oh no, not potato, potato. Please. <laughs>
2: All right, Julie. What, what's what's your uh, next one?
1: Mine is high fidelity.
2: I also like this musical. Yeah. So there's a thing. Yes. So oh,
0: I'm surprised this didn't do better. I think I think it was a timing issue. This show probably. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, coming from the movie with John Cusack, but previous to that, Nick Hornby's novel, um, how many performances would you like to guess it ran for? It's got to be double digits.
2: 24.
0: Miranda, this is where you speak. I oh, Less than that but more than 10. (laughs) Guess a number, Miranda. 11. Shall I guess the number 13? Incorrect. (gasps) That's what I have written
1: down, though. I know. (laughs) It's 13. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, this musical focuses on a vinyl-obsessed record store owner, um, which nowadays is probably not that bad of a thing. Like, we're pretty hipster here. But anyway,
0: that's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's a timing thing. Yeah, so I'll they read to, to the timing early. in
1: a second. So, um, vinyl obsessed records dot owner possessing his most uh, sorry processing his most recent breakup. Um, it for all intents and purposes had strong everything really, like um, the lyrics were done by the same chickadee who did bring it on. Mm-hmm. the musical um and if you want to the it's all out there it's on on, it's on the spots to fi. the high fidelity soundtrack
2: yeah i really like the music yeah the high fidelity
1: yeah so in terms of um sorry the book was written by um the same guy that wrote next to normal but this is before next to normal um so yeah it i mean it had all the the bits and pieces it just was timing. So speaking of, that was 2006.
2: Yeah. yeah there were hipsters before, before hipsters was really came.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it even needed around. to
0: be closer to the film, the original film. So it needed to be yeah. straight away and earlier. Although I think they would have got sort of backlash from the type of people who liked that yes. film yeah. to then go, oh, you know, you're just wheeling on, it out yeah. to make a buck. So I think that if they just left it a bit longer, they were ahead of the
2: trend. Yeah. Maybe it's one of these things that might come back in five, ten years and as I a revival. I think very
1: potentially it will. Like this original cast included Will Chase, guys. Mm. That's pretty
2: good. Yeah, um, it is.
1: Some of the criticism. Oh, I've gone blind again.
0: Stop it. Stop going blind.
1: I know. Okay, so reviews were mixed, although Amanda Green's lyrics drew particular praise. Associated Press mm, Michael Kuchwara wrote that High Fidelity's charms are considerable and don't be surprised if you fall under its spell, while the review in Entertainment Weekly claimed that High Fidelity is a unique show that charms you both your drinking buddies and your mother. Um, however, Brett Brantley, yep, I'm reading words. In, <laughs>
2: You're trying to,
0: I can not I tell. know, I legitimately ben, can't. Ben Brantley, who hated Bonnie and Clyde.
1: Ben Brantley, who hated Bonnie and Clyde in the New York Times, which is, a you know, he's got a good forum for writing his, <laughs> yeah, his hate, um, called High Fidelity, one of Broadway's all-time most forgettable
0: musicals. That's not true because he it's never not. saw bring back birdie. <laughs> 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 but yes. Yeah, or maybe so, he did, but it was so forgettable he actually forgot about it.
1: The mm. the annoying thing about that is in in just the t- teeny tiny little critical reception part from Wikipedia, there is four, one, two, three people that are like, "Yay! Loved it." And one guy that was like not hated it. I mean, but it's no, kind of like this table. Forgettable
2: isn't bad. It's just like boring.
1: I know, but yeah. like,
2: you
1: don't really want your musical. Do you ever be described
2: no. as forgettable? Forgettable is not. It a is a bad good review descri- descriptor. Well, I have an honorable mention.
0: Oh yeah, I got a couple too. Yeah.
2: Well, I just wanted to mention La Strada. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, 1969. <laughs> it is uh It is. It is a musical adaptation of a film by the same name oh. where a girl is sold by her mother to a circus strongman. Of course, yeah. Then discovers Happens her talent as a clown, becomes a, a clown and falls in love with the strongman and then at the end the strongman decides to leave her and it leave sounds her beautiful. alone. Yeah. I,
1: you know what, though? I do like the sound of that plot. It's just weird and different. I'd be keen.
2: It is. Do I'd you watch want, it? okay, Julie? Um how, how, <laughs> okay, ma- Julie. how many performances do you think it ran for?
1: It's on under, 50 under 50? Under 50. Um do, do, do,
2: 42. One. <laughs> it and opened and 41? closed. It opened and closed the same night.
0: That's
1: it.
2: Just yeah, that's one it.
1: show. How do you know from one show, like did no one clap? And they just went, oh no. Close it.
2: Pretty much. Oh, yeah, I think it was no. critical response just and they were just like, Don't bother coming back tomorrow.
1: <laughs> but you know what? That critical response would have had to have been instant. Like they would have had to. Well, have... they do.
2: They're, they're, they'll they'll give the give the review. They'll go in the paper. The paper will arrive two hours later.
0: Oh, yeah, that's in yeah. Beaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the producers. <laughs> and the producers. And that one with the Yuzis. curtains. <laughs> curtains, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, See how we learn things, guys.
2: But this musical gave another Broadway diva her start. Drum roll. Bernadette Peters.
1: What?
2: what? As La <coughs> she played. Miranda she,
1: just <laughs> full on choked on that news <laughs> that she probably already knew. No, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that.
2: That was so. She, she. This was her first, and it was.
1: So when you see her as a sad clown, that's Lestrata.
2: <laughs> well, I have oh I have gosh, a review burning. from Clive Barnes oh, in the mate. New York Times. He wrote that the book was superficial, <laughs> the music was bland and trite. <laughs> oh, no. However, he praised Peters quite backhandedly, I think, unless these words meant something different in the 1960s, <laughs> um, <laughs> writing about her. In a different show, the bird-like and croaky Bernadette Peters Beautiful. would have become a star overnight.
1: Well, yay. Wow.
2: <laughs> I'm like, <what> <laughs> mm.
1: In a different show, the chick I didn't like would probably be pretty good.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. I, I uh, Translated. I would be very interested in seeing or hearing this musical, but there is no record.
1: Maybe just look, I'll pen a letter out, dear
0: Bernadette. Would you mind? Could you, you reproducing
1: this? Be a love. Don't even like. Just have a private sing song for us. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, so thanks. you know uh, that I, I I I wanted to talk about that one because it was just literally opening closing night. Yeah, like how does it
0: even qualify? (laughs) (laughs) A couple of other mentions. uh, Carrie, which has been actually doing the rounds locally and is doing really well on that amateur theatre sort of circuit. And I think it's one of those shows that probably just should have stayed off Broadway. Yeah. That's where it belongs. In um, a little niche. Because it is cultish, yeah. Yeah, it is. Five performances and closed. Uh, 16 previews though. So I think it's,
1: <laughs> I think it's going to be the same as the movie because you can so you can make a reference to someone and say like oh it's like a carry kind of situation going on and they'll know what you're talking about, but they yeah, won't have seen the movie. It's a known
0: yeah yeah. I just I just think Broadway is not the place for it. Yeah. Um, Another wild, ha- um, wild horn, Wonderland, <laughs> did uh, 33 <sighs> performances.
2: I loved the song so much again.
0: There was so much hype about it before it happened. I feel like there was no way it was going to live up to it. Yeah. And I, that's probably what put the pin in it. Um, and the classic book to movie to musical, and in this case <gasps> book to movie to Disney movie, oh, yeah. to musical Tuck Everlasting. I love the music. Oh, Thirty-nine performances. Yeah.
1: I love the music, and that was it.
0: Um, that's music by Chris Miller, lyrics by Nathan Tyson, and book by Claudia Shear and Tim Federal. like all names I don't really know. Yeah, I'm sure they've done stuff, but yeah. I just so Have you ever heard of something that went to Disney and then died? It's <laughs> true, yeah. So
2: what have we learned about about going through these musicals?
1: We've learned compassion. Compassion. And we just have know, the feels for some of these
0: guys. Sometimes things work and belong off Broadway.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe Broadway isn't the be all and end all of yeah. a show. Because oh, like right. Carrie is doing great in amateur. Yeah. In amateur productions, yeah, yeah, um, and actually, a good example of that is something else I came across in my research. Uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. It had run for about a thousand, over a thousand performances off Broadway. The first time it appeared on Broadway um, in '71, it closed after 32 performances. Didn't survive the transfer. Didn't survive I, the transfer. I had
1: no idea it was that old.
2: Then it went back to Broadway and uh, back to off Broadway and and toured and ran and and it's done because in my
1: head it's Christian Chenoweth
2: <coughs> originated
1: the role that but according to that yeah. definitely couldn't have been the correct. The <laughs> revival
2: was more successful but still, yeah, not, still not very funny. successful. Yeah, that's
1: on funny. Broadway. I well I already knew but I definitely relearned the fact that you can't be the be all and end all of your own creation, so you can't write it and do the music and the lyrics and the directing and the producing and You need an editor. Or yeah. Yeah.
2: Or a director.
1: Sometimes you just need someone to tell you, hey, you know what? Nah.
2: Writing and directing is a tough thing to do.
1: But you know what? Common sense would tell you Janine Janinine is not (laughs) is not a great name. Maybe that's
0: not how it's pronounced. Or Janie Janinini. I don't know. I don't know. Don't look at me. Oh, it
1: actually might be Genie Janet. <laughs> I'm joking, it's really not.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um, and I've, even Sondheim had a flop had a uh, He flops. had a couple.
0: Yeah. He's um, treading nine water, performances.
2: That kid. That's tough.
0: Sometimes a bad review can kick you in the teeth. Mm. And that's hard to come back from. I think there's a few examples of that in there. Um most of the <laughs> the train of wildhorn flops say in their you know critical response blah 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 they say oh we generally think this could have been a really good show but no one gave it a chance because of the last show that he did that flopped and the show before that that yeah. flopped and the show before that. it's amazing that he still gets worked up the other
1: it. thing I think we had to learn from Sondheim is that you can get really bad reviews and you can do terrible shows but Pick yourself up, brush yourself off, learn from your mistakes. Maybe do something better the next time.
2: I mean, give it a Sondheim red is hot, the epitome of go. Bad. But Wildhorn also, like, he's put out. He's published I mean, bless
0: like him. He keeps brushing. He's prolific. Sixteen musicals. It's I think. amazing. What how has he much done that I know?
2: Scarlet Pimpernel, right? Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> right? Uh, well, you didn't know Dracula, um, didn't I? <laughs> well, he's done Jekyll and Hyde, Dracula, and Frankenstein.
1: I can't know Frankenstein.
2: Frankenstein is great. Wait, no. Again do for I know Frankenstein? is not for ladies so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
1: was thinking of young Frankenstein.
0: Ah uh, no, <laughs> that's Frankenstein. very different, very Better different. Better musical. Um, what was the one you you said one before we started? Oh, it's sequels. Don't sequel. go there. Yeah. I mm. can't I can't think
2: of a sequel that's done well.
0: Ah, uh, not yet.
1: Ah, not for a musical.
2: Now for a musical, no. I mean, no, I think Love Never Do Dies it. has done the best, but that's only be just because everyone really wanting to like it because they like Phantom.
1: That and potentially the fact that it's Andrew Lloyd Webber and people like, well, it can't be any worse than Phantom. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: um, the uh, another special mention on my list was Annie Warbucks, but it never hit Broadway. It right, did yeah. less than fifty off Broadway.
1: I would watch that because I want to see what's happening. (laughs) I want to see what's going on in her life now.
2: All right. All right. Well, I think we'll call it there. So thank you, everyone, if you're new to us, uh, for, for listening to us, if you've been with us from the start. Extra thank you to you. If you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can send us an email at musicalstortmepodcast at gmail.com. We have a patron-y- Patreon if you want to sponsor us and get some of our Patreon-exclusive uh, content. Uh, there's some really fun episodes up there. So, you know, just go have a look. And um, we'll be posting... Um, some public content there in the not too distant future. Will we just? Yeah, we will. We have some people overseas seeing some good shows and they want to let us know. Okay. So we're going to start doing some reviews on on our Patreon page. Cool. Yeah. So that's there The for- things
0: you learn on your own. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anniversary Thanks. episode.
1: Thanks for the note.
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, find us there and we a, a triple thank you to all the people who are already our patrons.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, and I've been Zane C Weber here with
1: Julie Eisentrager
2: and Miranda Solwit. And we'll see you next week for another episode.
0: Bye! Bye.